This game is played by adults going over adult content. You've been warned. Welcome to Yes Please, the D&D podcast companion to Check Please. This series of podcasts take place in between the episodes of the main Check Please series and go into more detail and depth about specific people and events. This episode takes place in canon sometime after the events of the season one finale of Check Please. So, welcome back to Yes Please. Last time, Soul and the rest of the eight departed the world of Adrian and Sol you were sort of wrapped in darkness and the next thing you see is you are back in that for lack of a better word conference room at the top of the tower okay however instead of being able to see ocean in all directions for as far as the eye can see you see out the windows of this room stars and swirling nebula and just crazy cosmic energy and forces in all directions. Seated all around you in every chair is a member of the eight. There's full attendance today. Everyone sort of looks to each other, but no one says anything just yet. You see seated in a chair that belonged to Glarve is, um, well, it's Gro. Saul's just looking at him. He refuses to look you directly in the eye. He notices you and then immediately looks away and then just is sort of looking dejectedly like at the table or, or at, at the floor or anything other than you. He seems to be exuding massive amounts of shame. It hurts. It hurts that he wouldn't even look at me. Okay. So I'll just instinctively kind of nods and looks away. We'll look at Zizh. <laughs> they look at you and wink. <laughs> Soul just immediately gets embarrassed. <laughs> So at my seat, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. Anvil sits to my right, Mm -hmm. and uh, the quiet one that said friend sits to my left. I can't remember that one's name. Okay. That was uh, Kirtan. Kirtan. Sol just looks up at Anvil next to them. Anvil will look down at you and give you a broad smile. Sol just smiles in return and just instinctively pats their hand on his shoulder, I guess, or, or just his bicep area. He, he's yeah. fairly tall compared to Soul, even. Right? Mm-hmm. He's tall. Yeah, and okay. you get a sense that his natural form is far larger than you anyway. And this is sort of just everyone being sized to the same so you can all sit at the table. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't be able to fit at a table together. Yeah. When you pat his arm, there's sort of a metallic clink as he's oh. mostly made of metal. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to make a noise. Oh, God. <laughs> He just smiles kindly at you. Hey. And stepping into the room, you see the gaunt and tired form of Ish walk into the room. His robes are still torn and gray, and he still has a a look of general sadness about him. He looks to all of the people at the table. Uh. Well, and that's that, I suppose. Soul shrinking in their chair. (laughs) Adrian was a setback, all told. We gained very little from that, and it cost us a few centuries of time. However, the option to leave was given to us, and 
conquering that world in its current state would have been further draining on all of our resources. So I opted to move us elsewhere. Adrian would have been a ripe jewel had we been able to successfully claim it, but deals were made. Shrinking further into chair. (laughs) And I believe that ultimately they will prove to be more valuable to us in the long run than simply claiming Adrian for its spiritual energy. Soul raises their hand. Yes, Soul. Um, if I may, what world do you plan on going to then? Good question. I will need to search and find one that is appropriate, something that we can tackle in our current state. Soul raises their hand again. <laughs> yes, Soul. If I may again, um, when you find one that's appropriate, do you mind if I help researching it? You will all have appropriate tasks given to you. Has no idea how this works. <laughs> do not worry, Soul. Your skill set will be put to use. Looks uncomfortable at the word skill set, as they don't have any confidence in themselves. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a short amount of time before the selection is made and we move our conclave to that world. In the meantime, everyone welcome our newest member. He <laughs> gestures toward Gro, who just sits quietly, again, still just looking at the floor. Ish smiles slightly. Says, well, if there are no further questions, you are all dismissed. Soul's waiting for everyone else to see if they'll say anything. <laughs> they all, like, look to each other, and they seem fairly relaxed. Like, they've gone through similar things before. Okay. And uh, Ish will nod and basically fade out of existence. He just disappears from where he was standing, leaving the eight of you in the room. Soul just puts an elbow on the table with their hand on their forehead to rest it and just has this heavy sigh. (sighs) Are you that depressed at losing? You hear a voice speak across. This was from Herku. Soul kind of looks up. Uh... I don't know if it's exactly losing. It certainly was not winning. Well, that's true. You're correct on that one. We had to leave that world without claiming it, and I had spent many decades forming a very impressive organization. Well, the next world won't be as troublesome then. <laughs> as long as no one forms any impenetrable barriers. Look, we've already dealt with one impenetrable barrier, and we know how that method even happens. It's easier to keep our eyes out for it now. Zir speaks up. I agree with them. Now that we know what to look for, if any divine beings try to get in our way again, we can just off them before they can start a barrier up. This all kind of flinches. (laughs) And who knows? Maybe it'll be your same, what, triple great-grandfather? Hey, that's... Really weird, okay? (laughs) But, yeah, we would... Soul hesitates. We would have to stop them no matter who they are. Exactly. And I can't think of anyone else who we should send first. Huh? I just think it would be ironic and fun, right? Sweat. (laughs) They're sweating. You hear, like, a hissing laugh coming from one of the other eight. Oh, God, not him. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weirdo. (laughs) Yes, it would be ironic, wouldn't it? Anvil speaks up. Please, we don't want to make this any harder on our newest members than it has to be. We can be civil about these things. Soul just instinctively leans on Anvil as if their own way of saying thank you. Besides, it is unlikely that they would try the same tactic twice. 
If we were to get any celestial interference, they would probably have some other plan. We just need to be vigilant for it. They're certainly not making it easy for us to save the cosmos. A lot of the eight will kind of nod knowingly at this. They just don't understand. Hell, I think they want death. (laughs) It's scary and concerning that gods would even think that kind of personality or thought pattern is worthwhile in any case. The depressed person that you barely met before will speak up. I don't know if you remember this one or not. Yeah, I do. I felt really bad just talking to him last time. (laughs) It's not that they don't understand. It's that they can't. They don't have the same kind of freedom, the same kind of spirit. They don't have free will. They can't make decisions or choices. Do you understand? I suppose I do, but why would why would any god be created without free will? They simply exist as a reflection of an aspect, part of the universe. You cannot reason with war. You cannot bargain with famine. They simply are. Then we should fix that. Zish speaks up. Yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had the orientation, guys. <laughs> And Sol obviously seems a little more comfortable around these people. I don't know if Gro's paying much attention, but there seems to be this nervousness that was there when they started the conversation that's slowly shedding. Mm-hmm. It certainly seems that Gro is dissociating right now. Hmm. So if you look over to where Gro's sitting, sitting beside him is actually Herku, the one wearing the sort of organic-looking armor. Yeah. She puts her elbows on the table... Puts her hands together, clenches one into a fist, wraps her hand around the fist, and then sets that under her chin, and just looks to the side and looks over at Gro. So what is this one's story? That's my... that's my husband. <laughs> of course. Let me guess. Sold his soul to save you? He made his deal before I did. Mm. How very interesting. As far as I know. Gross swallows, but says nothing. He still, I assume, needs orientation at some point. There's a there's a tongue-in-cheek, just actual in a literal sense, face that Sol is making. Hmm. I don't exactly know how much Gro has even been told before this, so just a big blank space for me, I guess. Yep. You're not sure if he snaps out of it or not, but his eyes do dart around a bit more than they were a few seconds ago. Mm-hmm. And you get the sense that he takes a breath in to speak, but then doesn't say anything. <sighs> hmm. Zizh speaks up. So should I take him around on an orientation? Oh, I can, Zizh. It's fine. Hmm. All right. Have all the fun to yourself. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't you think I like having fun? Yeah. Sometimes. Well, this is all boring. That's a legitimate answer from you, yeah. <laughs> And Zish is going to just stand up and vanish. Sol just waves at the empty airspace. <sighs> Some of the others get up as well. Visker stands up and vanishes. <laughs> Still fucking creeps me out. Anvil will nod at you, smile, and stand up and vanish as well. Valdhar will stand up and disappear from sight, leaving you, Gro, Kirtan, Herku at the table. So half of the eight have stood up and vanished, and half of the eight are remaining behind. The hooded figure turns its head toward you, 
and you hear sort of a raspy whisper voice. Next world. Yep, we'll get it. Serve master. Save. We will. It sort of just looks back at the table and says nothing else. Soul smiles patiently. You get the sense that Kirtan doesn't have much going on inside their head. That's okay. <laughs> There's room for all types of folks at this table, apparently. <laughs> not that Kirtan's a bad person. I'm definitely not, as far as I can tell. <laughs> so Herku looks to you, like was looking at Grow, and then just looks across the table at you. So, do you... Soul nods, as if saying yes. What exactly is it that you think you're going to be contributing to the team? Honestly, I don't know. Hmm. I don't even know if I'm good at anything past, like, singing. I was really good at changing form, except Glarv kind of kicked the shit out of me. So you're a shapeshifter that can't shapeshift and a singer. Well, that's fine. We had a singer before. We had a dancer before. Saul looks embarrassed. It's not like we've never had odd folk on this team. I can dance too. Soul actually looks kind of upset by that. Oh, good. Then maybe we should call you the second Elshir. I am no second. Oh, well, good. Hopefully that drive will push you past your own limitations and set you on the path to actually being a useful member of this team. I promised I would be, so kind of have to. Well, good. I feel like I carry enough of this team on my back as it is. Then perhaps I can lighten the load. I look forward to it. <laughs> well, if you have any need of a sparring partner, search me out. I would love to. She stands up from the table and vanishes. So, Grow, yourself, and Kirtan sit at the table of the eight. Soul looks at Grow. Grow looks to either side of the table and, you know, noticing that it's just the three of you, which may as well just be the two of you. He looks up and he makes eye contact with you for just a split second before looking back down. Soul gets out of their chair but intends to stay in the room, gently just touching the shoulder of Keratin before leaving the area. Keratin will turn their head to look at you and then look back at the table, seemingly having nowhere else to go. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for him. And Soul slowly but surely makes their way around the table to grow. And I assume those footsteps are as loud as fucking can be for him. Mm-hmm. It's the only real sound in the room right now. And it echoes off the walls. Grow will sort of start to withdraw a little bit and shrink into himself as you approach. Soul will stop about five feet away, let's say. Would you like to go for a walk? Grow will look up at you, make eye contact again for just a short split second, look away, and then nod. Soul holds out their hand for him. Grow looks up and notices your arm, notices your hand, and then will sort of move himself out of his seat and reach his hand to take yours. And as he does, you notice his hand and his arm are sort of changing as he's doing this. His skin seems to be etched with these strange, almost feather tattoos on his skin that seem to be kind of shifting and changing as he moves his arm toward you. He kind of pulls his arm back and holds it to himself. Huh. You're going through a similar process then. That's okay, it's gonna feel a little weird. He opens his mouth to speak and no sound comes out. He takes a deep breath and tries again and no sound comes out. Soul's 
beginning to look increasingly more concerned. He stands up from his chair and just kind of stays a step away from you. But you get the sense that he's willing to follow you. Are you unable to talk? (sighs) He exhales. It's almost like a sigh sound. Okay, well, um, I'm just, I'm going to start walking and showing you around. I'm sure Ish will will talk to you at some point. It'll be a very interesting conversation. And Sol will turn on their heel and start to head down the stairs that are there, if I still remember correctly. Mm -hmm. They'll head down the stairs. Gro follows you. See, he's looking curiously at everything that he sees. Admiring both, uh, both admiring and also being afraid of all of the things he's seeing, all the architecture, all of the windows looking out into a twisting cosmos. Mm -hmm. And then as you guys continue through the tower, some of the other people and beings living in it. The last time I was here, outside was an ocean. The tower was in an ocean and it was very beautiful. But honestly, I kind of really like the galaxy. It's quite lovely. Oh, hello there. And Soul's just being nice to everyone they pass. Gro stops at a window, looks out at the twisting eternity and sighs. It's gonna be okay. He opens his mouth to speak, and no sound comes out. Sol just tries to go forward to at least gently touch his shoulder, but if he retracts, they'll stop. He allows you to touch. It's going to be okay. You can feel him sort of tense up under your touch, and you also get a sense that... He is in flux right now. Sol will withdraw their hand, sadly. Gro will look up at you. He'll turn his eyes up and and look at you and reach out a hand and touch your shoulder. He's shorter than me now? No, he's sort of hunched over quite a bit. Okay. He seems to be trying to make himself smaller. And it seems to be working. So he touches my shoulder? Mm Mm-hmm. Sol will lean into it, put a hand on the hand. His skin feels strangely... Cold, I guess, would be the mm-hmm. way to put it. He takes another deep breath to try to speak, and he still can't. Maybe I can try something. He blinks at you a few times. And Soul will connect their minds to talk that way, if possible. You find yourself in a new space. There is a blank white void in all directions, and you are there as a multi-winged being in all of your size and power, right? Mm-hmm. In front of you, you see a crystalline structure that is changing and growing and becoming more complicated as it fractals out and splits and fractals out again. You get a sense that it is scared. It's okay. I'm here for you. Sol, I don't I don't really understand what's happening. I know. I kind of went through it myself. It's scary. There's so many things that I don't understand about any of this. You can... You can ask me questions, and I can try to answer as best as I can. I can't... I couldn't speak. I don't understand. I still... I don't think I'm speaking now. Am I speaking? (laughs) Well, our minds are connected. I I did that. Uh, Is this me? Yes. What am I? A godling? (laughs) Uh, I I don't... I don't know what to do. You... (laughs) Grow in simple terms. You need to grow. Okay. Your body's going to be changing a lot in this time. And it's okay. I'll be here for you at least. I just I don't understand. I just I keep wanting to just fly away. And every time I think about that, every time I think of just getting out of there, I I can feel 
this shadow over me. I don't understand. That's probably Ish, I would assume. You're connected to him in a very special way now. I see. He, um... When did your agreement happen? A long time ago. Uh, a very long time ago. You were a kid? Yeah, yeah, when I was a kid. It was the first time I... Well, when I learned who you were, really. And I had already know that the protectorship... I mean, every everyone knew how that transferred and how there was a, a competition. I mean, that, that's, that's common knowledge. People talked about it all the time, but we would play in the streets together. We would laugh and run and climb and play. <laughs> and it was it was very special. And and then suddenly you weren't you weren't just a person like me. You were suddenly this untouchable being that lived on the other side of a gate and I knew I would never be able to see you again. At least unless you were on some balcony making a speech to everyone. And I I refused. I couldn't I couldn't let that happen. I couldn't live in that world where I could only see you from a distance. I knew I I needed to succeed. I needed to win that competition. I needed to I needed to be with you. And I know how selfish that must sound. You're fine. And I had nothing to give. I had nothing to offer. I had nothing to trade. I couldn't I couldn't get lessons. I couldn't hire a tutor. <laughs> I couldn't go to an academy. And then he was there. And suddenly everything changed. He gave me the knowledge and the skill and everything that I needed. And it was all so easy. I know. I it's just, okay. It wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> That's okay. I think a lot of people do that when Ish comes along. I mean, I expect it to be taken, but not you. This was supposed to guarantee that you would be safe. That you wouldn't have to do this. You would survive. Crow, you're agreement was made until I made my agreement with Ish. You were gone before you heard it. I'm here because of my own decision. Despair, Adrian. I understand. And you acted with more bravery than I could ever. You were a child, bro. Doesn't make it any better. Doesn't absolve me of any guilt. I knew what I was doing. I thought we would have more time. I thought we would have at least a hundred years and to be able to raise our kids. Our kids are in loving hands. Don't worry about them. They'll be fine. I, I believe you. I, I do. I just... Grosire Palihemnia. I love you, and I forgive you. I, I, I don't know how to hug you like this. <laughs> Soul will try to wrap energy around him. Uh, that's warm. Thanks. I think... Is that you? Yeah, that's me. Okay. Uh, thanks. So, uh, I don't deserve it. I don't know if you ever feel like you will. You've always kind of been hard on yourself. A lot. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I have, though. I don't, I don't know what is going to happen to me, and I don't know what I'm going to be asked to do. I just want you to know that I'm sorry. It's okay. I already forgave you, girl. You see the fractal structure... In front of you, this crystalline being just keeps changing and shifting and growing this whole time you've been communicating. Mm -hmm. And it's going to try to reach out with the same kind of energy and do the same to you. Crow's attempting to hug you. I will receive happily. So how, 
how I don't understand your your multiple things at once, and I don't I don't understand how to do that. Um, because hmm. you're you're you, but then you're also you, you, this is hard to explain. You're also dragon with lots of wings, and then you're also Sol was about to say an elf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. But you're also crystals, but cracked. Yeah, Glarv kind of hurt me quite a bit when I fought him. <laughs> I didn't even actually fight him, to be honest. I I went to talk to him. I took a step too close, and he hurt me. He made me have the kids get out of me, to be honest. That's why they happened. That's awful. Forcefully. I'm so sorry. That's okay. It was my decision to go there and talk to him, and all of that. Tui. <sighs> I don't know what to say. I just know that out there, I can't speak, and I don't know why. Nothing seems to be normal. I don't, I don't know how to change. I guess when I want to change, I just will it. I, I think I want to be this, and then I am. Though it's a little painful for me right now. Okay, I'll, I'll try that. I don't know if it will work. You have to believe in yourself a little bit, girl. It's not really about trying, it's just think you can, so you do. At least that's how it is for me. Maybe it's different for everyone. Okay, I'll try it. Okay. And Sol will let the connection fade to allow Gro to be in whatever form. You find yourself, once again, standing at a a window looking out into a twisting cosmos. Next to you is Gro. Gro holds up his arms and is looking at them. And you can see these sort of shifting tattoo-like things moving across his arms. He tries to speak again and nothing comes out of his mouth. And he closes his eyes, takes a deep breath, and he tries to speak again. Mm-hmm. And out of his mouth is the sound of a crow. <laughs> Sol just looks surprised. So does he. He puts a hand to his throat and his jaw claps shut. And he just looks just utterly surprised at the sound he just made. Um, well, that's new. <laughs> he puts a hand on his forehead. Oh, love, just so you know, your body, you see these tattoos? And Sol will gently take one of his hands. You're going to be changing quite a lot physically in however much time your body needs. Your new body, I should say. He looks very worried. It'll be okay, I promise. He puts a hand on your shoulder, again, sort of testing your reaction to it. Sol will rest their head on his hand. He moves in for a full hug. So we'll hold him. You can feel that he's shaking slightly. Uh, I'm gonna try to use calm emotions. <laughs> Alright. I think that's a will save. Uh, yeah. I think there is too. So he's... I don't know if he's gonna resist really though. So you try to calm his emotions. You reach out with your abilities and you try to calm him down. And the fear and hesitation and and everything going on in his brain kind of melds away. And he suddenly seems much more zen. He seems much more centered. And you can see that the the ripples now, not just tattoos, but actual like textural changes, are going across his arms and face. His hair is changing color as well. Okay. It's all turning sort of a, a shiny black color. Soul takes Gro's face in theirs. Looks at him, and only kiss him. As you kiss Gro, you sense that 
the terror that he's been feeling, that was probably holding back the transformation in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. He was resisting it strongly. And now that you've cleared his mind of, of that fear, he's shifting much, much faster now. Okay. And uh, actually, as you give him a kiss, he, he pushes himself into this kiss as hard as he can. But you can feel him change as you're doing this. His body is shifting very, very quickly. And do you close your eyes when you kiss? Normally. Okay. In that case, you're holding his face, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're holding his face, you give him a kiss, and then as you break the kiss, you're no longer holding his face, you're now holding his entire body. What? (laughs) You're holding a large crow. (laughs) Just blinks in surprise. It blinks as well. Huh. Soul? You can talk. Uh, yeah, I can. I can talk, but you're much larger than you should be. (laughs) And you're much more... Well, technically I should be larger in general. I think you made yourself a little tiny, hun. I don't understand. I wasn't able to control any of it, I think. Uh, Soul looks a little guilty. (laughs) Just a moment, and Soul kind of hold, grow, and then go off to look for some sort of mirror or water area with reflections. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You can find a archway. It's an archway with a portal Mm -hmm. in it that would open up to a a different place. But when it's inactive, it simply looks like rippling water standing vertically. It's enough to cast a reflection. All right, so we'll kind of turn, grow around in their arms and then stand in front of this ripply pool mirror. And I assume I can see myself as a dragon in the mirror normally, right? Um, If you wish to see yourself as that, yeah. Oh, every reflective surface I've ever dealt with shows that normally. Okay. You're currently in the elf form yeah. now. Okay. And you, you see in your claw is this little black bird that you're holding. Uh, where am I? Uh, so you see that little bird? Is this because I wanted to fly away? I don't know, but that's you, my love. Uh, I take it back. I take it back. I don't I don't want to fly away anymore. Uh so we'll gently set him down and then sit down in the room with him. You see him as you set him down, he kind of moves around on his new feet for the first time. Everything is enormous and I just feel more terrified. You can make yourself bigger. I'm pretty sure. I'm actually surprised you're so tiny. Maybe it's fear. He's looking around and he's just really, really distraught. (laughs) His feathers keep puffing up. He's like hopping around and looking at things or he's trying to walk or he's trying to use his wings as if they were still hands. It's, he's definitely not adjusting very well. Mm -hmm. So we'll try to cast calm emotions again. (laughs) Okay. I just need to get bigger. That's all. Yeah. Okay, I'll try that. I'll try to get bigger. Just a little bit larger. Long, deep breath. And the creature before you uh, goes from being a pretty regular-looking blackbird to becoming almost grow-sized. Almost grow-sized. Mm-hmm. It sort of takes on more of a growish appearance. Okay. In fact, even having similar hair color. Oh, cool. Gro had, like, white hair with black roots, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that sort of comes back, except he still sort of has 
where he had a cape that was had like this big fur bundle at the top of the cape. Mm-hmm. It's now sort of almost um, a puff of feathers <laughs> in the same way, except it's, it. it's black instead of white. Interesting. He is still sort of semi-hunched a little bit, and you see that his arms end in hands, but he's also got feathers coming off of his arms. You don't know if he could fly like this, but I mean, he probably can through sheer force of magic. Mm-hmm. And Sol's sitting there patiently, crisscross applesauce on the ground, looking up at him now. And his face is almost back to normal, but his eyes are currently just pits of obsidian, just onyx-colored. Does that feel a little bit better? I I can... I, I think so. He looks around, somewhat confused. Everything's a little bit more correctly sized, at least. Soul's still looking up at him. Hasn't got up from the floor yet. He reaches a hand down toward you to help you up. Soul will take it. His arms are a little bit longer than they should be, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just sort of odd. His, his arms are kind of a little bit extra long, a little bit overly long. And he kind of compensates by kind of holding them up to himself all the time. <laughs> He's kind of clasping his hands together in front of him and just generally looking nervous. Uh, Your body will get figured out eventually. You're actually going a lot faster than I did. I'm a good teacher, I suppose. Honestly, when I started, all I had was wings, and then I was just kind of really tall with wings. That was about it. And light. I think I was glowing. I don't feel like I'm glowing, but I, I do feel... More stable, I think. That's good. And if you want, we can ask Ish any questions. Uh, if you want. No, I don't really want to talk to him right now. Oh. Soul actually looks really confused by that. Uh, I don't know what I'll be doing here. Neither do I. Do you Do you think we'll ever see home again? Soul has a far-off gaze, and then thinks about it, and then smiles at Gro. Gro, <laughs> my home is with you. He blinks a few times and then pulls you into a hug. <laughs> we make quite the pair, don't we? We do. And you will always be the moon in my sky to light my night. And you'll always be the star, the sun that makes my day warm, bright. Soul just holds on to him. And the two very strange beings will hug each other partway down this strange cosmic tower as it catapults through the cosmos. What else would Sol do? Sol wants to talk to Ish at some point. All right. Time passes, and it's hard to gauge how much time passes because time doesn't seem to work the same way here that it does back where you're from. But at some point, Gro either finds his way away from you or is sent somewhere. You're not sure what. He was there and then he wasn't. And then you find yourself at the top of the tower again. Huh? Hmm. Hello, Sol. Ish. You wished to speak with me. At some point. Are you free right now? I am. How can I help? Well, there are many ways, but I wished to use your experience in the taking of the next world. My experience? Yes. Okay. There is a place that we are going, a new world, and upon it, there are a number of disparate factions, nation-states countries, the sorts of things we find on certain worlds. I think that you should use your abilities to infiltrate as a first move in our plan. Oh, okay. Um, do you have any 
books or anything from that place that I could research? Perhaps I can find something on it for you to study, but I would like to see how you handle things. Of course. Consider this your personal project. Okay. I told you I would I would do anything, so... And you will. Of that I have no doubt. There is information to be gleaned. I will retrieve it for you soon. Thank you. Is there anything else, Sol? Sol takes out a flower that they got from their garden and holds it out to him. You've been holding this? Yeah. Did you pick it on your wedding day? Yes. I thought you might like it. He looks extra sad. Yes, I do like it. Ish, I... And Sol looks like they're hesitating. What is it, Sol? I care about you. I really do, and I think you have great intentions, but I think you might have gone a little too far before. No, let me explain. I understand you need to reap souls in order to get the energy you need for us to go down. I get it. And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But playing with them the way you did, taking eyes and pieces and mostly just seeing why they struggled was wrong. And I know you may not understand that, but it was. And Soul's looking calmly at him. Ish will nod after thinking for a moment. Perhaps you are right. I try to keep my cool. I try to stay calm. What happened? Was it me? No. I simply was frustrated at the circumstances. Because of my family? Yes. That's something I can't really apologize for, as it had nothing to do with me before. I understand. I understand your frustration. Being trapped for a long period of time is terrible, and although I never experienced it for that long, I'm sorry in the sense that you had to, even if it wasn't by my own hand. I'm sorry. You have nothing to apologize for, so... I know. I would like you to know that I will do better to keep a handle on my emotions. I wouldn't say you have to keep a handle on your emotions. And Sol will take a step closer to Ish. I would say let the other ones flow more. Anger, hatred, it's normal to express them, but letting them take hold of you is not good. But joy and happiness and and caring and, and even laughter, those things, when they take hold of you, they're good. And... They can feel good and be good. And I, I think you can. So? Yes? I agree with you. I will show those emotions in all of their power the next time I feel any of them. Sol just has a hopeful smile and just instinctively hugs him. He reaches an arm up and kind of gives you a, a half hug back. But I want you to know that it has been quite some time since I have felt pure joy. And Sol leans back and thinks for a moment. I know. You've said as such before, but I believe that we can find new opportunities for you to feel that. Sol. Yes? I appreciate what you are trying to do, but I wish you to understand my plan. I wish you to understand the end of my plan. Sol nods. Once we complete our task, once we have saved the cosmos, I intend to fade away. Oh. I will simply cease. I only wish to do this one thing. Sol looks off to the side, and then back up at him. Well, 
Valdhar, for all of his shortcomings, is correct about one thing. Divine beings don't think in the same way as mortals. We lack free will in the same way that you experience it. I know. The soul looks really conflicted. But, but you're connected to all of us. And it is an experience that brings me solace from everything else that I feel. It is the eight of you that keep me focused. Ish, I know that you're only one way because of how you were created. I think you have the possibility to change. Ish gives you a sad smile. I enjoy your hope. Thank you, soul. <laughs> really good at it, apparently. Ish, you know, if you ever have questions about mortality and how people think, you can always just ask me for what it's worth. I understand, but I wish I wish for you to understand something else, and that is for the longer you remain the way you are, the less you'll be able to relate to them in time. Then I guess you should ask me a whole lot of questions now, huh? <laughs> Perhaps. Soul's just beaming. Ish gives you a hug. Soul will hug him back. You're not entirely sure, but you think there might be a few fewer rips in his robes. Maybe it's your brain playing tricks on you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey, Ish. Yes, Sol? When was the last time you danced? Sol, I don't understand the question. Have you ever danced? I was more of a singer. Would you like to sing? I'm afraid I cannot anymore. Because you got hurt? Something like that. Do you know how you used to be able to change? Without being in pain <laughs> he nods like it was simply a part of you like breathing yes exactly it was second nature it was something that you were simply able to do and now it causes you nothing but agony but it can be worth it for me i mean i can soul looks like they're thinking i can still do it even if it hurts yes it's similar for me well i've heard it before the song yes can i play it for you i would like that so and so we'll just let the energy flow through them and allow the song of creation to exist around the two of them it seems less sad and soul holds out a hand dance with me i'm not sure what you're attempting soul but <laughs> very well just trust me ish will take your hand and soul will place hands wherever they need to go and start to lead him in dance. His body is extremely frail feeling and mm -hmm. light. So he's quite easy to manipulate around the room. That's okay. You get the strange feeling that you're much more physically powerful than he is. Hmm. Like, he just has no musculature whatsoever. And you're not sure how much of that is actually the case or just what his current form is like. Mood. <laughs> but you can just kind of whip him around as you need to as you dance. Mm -hmm. And Soul will make it so that they twirl under him sometimes. And just in general, they're laughing and trying to have fun. And I think if possible, in like every step that Soul takes, there might be like little feathers that are just getting dusted around the room. Mm -hmm. Just appearing magically. And he's teal or white? Oh, teal. Okay. <laughs> and then up for a twirl. Good, good. <laughs> 
And then Sol will playfully bow and then look up at him, still letting the music play. He bows in return. <laughs> Thank you, Sol. Thank you. It was a wonderful dance. You, I, I appreciate having you here. I'm glad that you joined us. Sol actually looks a little surprised by that and then just kind of smiles. You, your exuberance and energy reminds me of him. And then it clicks. Ah, I see. Sol kind of straightens up, brushes off their clothing, even though there's no reason to brush it off. It's just visuals. <laughs> Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It is, I suppose, ironic that you of all people would join me and do your best to help. Sol looks up at him quizzically. What do you mean? I haven't seen him in many centuries. Many, many centuries. Oh, that's the person I'm being compared to. Oh, I get it now. Fuck. I thought I was just getting compared to the other bard. Oh, no. (laughs) Now the second click happens. (laughs) His grace and beauty, they were beyond compare. He felt happiness and joy a second nature in the world and he was my closest friend and soul doesn't exactly know how to respond but they look at ish patiently but with a little bit of pity when he created the barrier i didn't even realize that he was there you didn't know at all not until it was already sealed by that point i could sense his energy in it it was brave of him had he been less careful had i discovered him, I would have stopped him, and he wouldn't have survived. I guess it's a good thing you two didn't have to hurt each other, then. Ish nods. It would have been very painful, but as I said, it's, I suppose, a bit of cosmic irony that of all beings, you would be the one to help and seem most interested in, well, helping me. Not for the cosmos' sake, either. I mean, I I care about the cosmos, don't get me wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean, Sol. Sol has a nod as they know they were deflecting. I just can't not care. It is a good quality that you have. Sol. Yes-ish? If he returns and tries to stop us again. Yes? You know what we would have to do. I understand. I don't wish it to come to that either, but... It's okay. The others already think I should be the one to deal with it anyways, so, you know. Ish leans down and picks up one of the teal feathers off the ground, stands back up, and admires it. They kind of happen sometimes. You see a smile trace across his face for a moment. There's nothing to apologize for, so it's as if these came from his own wing. Well, descendant, guilty as charged. Yes, yes. The blood of Mishael flows through you. I didn't even know, like, children of angels were even a thing. I guess, well, mine happened, so I I don't even know how they're going to exist or be. I don't know. They're crystals right now. Oh, my God. They are safe. Thank you for your help with them Uh, when I was dealing with Clarve, by the way. That was unfortunate. I knew he was desperate, but... I didn't want to. I know. And I assume this amount of guilt that Sol's just been holding back just finally shows... You did the best you could do. You have nothing to be ashamed of. He was like me. In a way, but in other ways, you were nothing alike. Soul kind of ponders that. 
And then they scoop down and scoop up a bunch of feathers. And then they just look up and then they just blow them up in the air to let them just kind of floosh up and then slowly fall back down. <sighs> I will tell you about him someday. Do it when you're ready, okay? Of course. Go spend time with Gro. I'll have our destination soon. Ish. Yes, so? Why did I turn in my body right away, but Gro didn't? Everyone's souls are a little different. But you made the agreement years ago, right? Yes, but I didn't claim him until then. But you did me right away with the intention of not. Of sending you somewhere else, yes. I had no intention of leaving you the last living being on a planet of nothing but death. I intended on sending you somewhere out of the way, somewhere where you would find peace. I was going to honor my agreement with Gro. Soul smiles. I appreciate that, but <laughs> nothing was worth more than my world. I understand that. So I apologize that you had to break that with Gro. The deal with Gro was done. Nothing was broken. It was only about the transference, wasn't it? Ish nods. <laughs> was it actually poison-ish? In a way, yes. That kind of energy is too much for any mortal to take. It is why your family used a token to attune yourselves. Your feather, Sol. Sol nods. Your mother will be dead soon. That much is unavoidable. What? The protectorship, as you called it. Holding that much energy, it is nothing that a mortal can do for very long. Even one trained and attuned and bred for such a purpose like you would. You would have been able to take it for a century, but once you passed it on, you would have survived maybe five or ten years before your body simply gave out. Soul looks like the wind just got knocked out of them. <laughs> I guess I'm... I guess I'm still selfish. No. You didn't know. There's nothing to be concerned about. No, I mean, I'm happy. And Soul looks very conflicted. <laughs> I didn't want to die. Not that soon. Now there is a good possibility that you never shall. You understand how the eight function. We're each a part of you. Something like that. We don't die unless someone kills us, or... I think that's it, really, isn't it? Yes. Someone has to kill us. But to kill you, they must... Get our totem. Exactly. Yours is safely back on Adron. I didn't bring it with me. No. It is poison to you now. Just as it harmed Glarv by simply being near him. But how long was I near it? When? You aren't. It is gone. But when I was there, was I near it? Not in the same way. Remember, you were not truly a member of the Eight until you made the deal with me. Oh, I just turned into a giant angel dragon. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I just hope Corona never finds it. You're concerned that they would attempt to kill you? <laughs> Look, I appreciate Corona's niceness, but I don't really trust him when it comes to what I am. That's fair. You will meet many who will distrust you for your nature. Many that will try to kill you simply for the way you exist. Some of them, in their way of seeing it, you as a villain. You must take the long view. Okay. Good. So, thank you. For what? 
for the song and the dance. Soul smiles. Go spend time with your husband. Okay. He's having a hard time changing, it seems. Not everyone is as gifted with that as you were. Oh. He will settle into a form that is fitting. Well, I... Soul just reaches their hand out and gives his hand a squeeze gently. I'll see you later. Farewell, Soul. Soul nods and goes to find Gro. All right. Gro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You reappear in what looks like Gro's bedroom. Like from back home? Mm-hmm. From oh. like back home. You see Gro standing there with his feather cloak, the black feather cloak now, instead of fur. He's standing over a work table. Hey. <laughs> he jumps slightly and turns and looks at you. Oh, you startled me. Sorry. It's okay. He gestures broadly to the room. Do you uh, like what I've done with the place? I do. It's very nice. And so we'll just go and hop on the bed. <laughs> he walks over and sits down on the edge of it. It's, um, it felt right. Well, I'd rather it be yours than mine. Ugh. <laughs> you don't you don't like it M- mine well i mean the the decor you don't think it looks is it wrong did i get something no no i said it was good i'm just glad it's not my room from back home that's all oh well your room's a bit less functional i think uh and awkward <laughs> and never changed it was kind of creepy well your mother did have a peculiar way of raising you, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh, probably the last time I saw her back there, too. Well, yeah. I'm sure she's enjoying her freedom now. What time she has of it. What do you mean? She only has five to ten years, probably. Oh, I was concerned. I, I knew that it probably had some negative health effect, but I didn't think that much. Are you Are you going to be okay? Yeah. I'm sad in the terms that we left, and that she'll probably never forgive me. Crow puts a hand on your shoulder. But through it all, she was still my mom, and I still loved her, even if she never knew. Sure she did. I just really hope everyone's gonna be okay while I'm gone, for the rest of their lives. They're... they're a tough bunch. They're stubborn as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. And if they behave the same way they did when I knew them, they'll be fine. They'll shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> Gro will pull you into a hug. I'll hug him right back. I love you, Soul. I love you too, Gro. So very much. He hugs you tightly. And the two of you have an eternity together. Fade to black. listening. As always, special thanks to Protagonist for the theme music and Emily Roll for Fantasy for this episode's soundtrack. Interested in following us on social media? Follow us on Twitter at CheckPleaseDnd. Or want to support the podcast and be part of the Czech Republic? Go to our Patreon under Kenishra. 
Until next time.